0: Was your hangout with a celebrity better or worse than expected? Absolute best experience of my life. I ended up running over Bruce Willis. If you ever get a -A Make-A-Wish, ask to meet Kevin Smith. I was a bald, chemo-y freaking mess. My dad contacted Make-A-Wish. They came out and asked me what I wanted. I said, him, and within a week, our tickets were bought for us and our trip was planned. Usually takes weeks or months for celebrities to get back to Make-A-Wish. Kevin had whisked us out to New York to meet him on the set of Cop Out, which was then called a different name. He met me with the biggest bear hug of my life, and he was the nicest, sweetest, most genuine celebrity I could ever imagine. I spent the entire day on set, met Tracy Morgan, Bruce Willis, manhandled all of the equipment they would let me touch, and in the middle of it all, Kevin says, hey, you want to be in the movie? Yeah, I want to be in the movie. Okay, I'm going to have you run over Bruce Willis. Thanks, Kevin Smith. So if you watch Cop Out, I'm the student driver that runs over Bruce under the L-train. At the end of it all, he invited us back to his penthouse overlooking the Statue of Liberty and let us see the rough cut of Cop Out. I spent all day and night with him. My life has been miserable in comparison ever since. When I was about 12, my mum won backstage passes to Huey Lewis and the News. I met Huey Lewis and then we got to sit in the front seats. He routinely pointed and sang at us throughout the show. Unfortunately, this was 2004, so I was surrounded by middle-aged women screaming at him. He was a nice dude, even though my mom told him I sang one of his songs as a little kid and named a song that wasn't his, as we learned a couple of months ago. He just went along with it. My father-in-law got in an elevator at a convention. Huey Lewis was in it. My father-in-law says, Oh, wow, you're Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis responds, Oh, wow, you're Doug name." Father-in-law is in shock and asks how he knows his name. Huey Lewis then points to the convention name tag my father-in-law is wearing. When I was like four or so, I won a contest to have lunch with Lou Ferrino. This was in the late 70s or early 80s when The Incredible Hulk was running, and I was a huge fan, so I guess I was totally disappointed to find out that his skin wasn't really green. I also remember that we had funnel cake. Yum. About five years ago, I won a competition to spend the day with Hugh Jackman on the set of Baz Luhrmann's Australia. Was the nicest, most sincere guy. Never forgot my name and introduced me to everyone. Total legend. He's one of the few actors you could never convince me was a crappy person. I saw a video of him recognizing a reporter at an event as a student of his from when he used to be a teacher. He seemed so happy about it. Yep, Hugh Jackman seems like an absolute delight from what I've seen. It takes a guy with a good, humble sense of humour to engage in that kind of joke rivalry with Ryan Reynolds and look like that much of a jerk. Won a contest a couple of months ago to see a private Cage the Elephant show and got to chat with them for a bit afterwards. Really cool, funny guys. Gave me a shout-out later that night during their actual show. The private concert was pretty awkward, though. In 2009, I ended a vitamin water contest to meet Adrian Peterson just for the heck of it. I ended up winning. I got to talk to him for a solid two hours, then watched a movie with him. I got to bring my dad with me, and we both had a fantastic time. He's my dad's favorite player, and he nearly broke both of our wrists with his handshake. I also got an autographed jersey that I got framed. He was extremely pleasant and seemed genuinely glad to be there. Oh, and I got a year's supply of vitamin water, which was pretty sweet. Ever since that experience, I've entered every contest I've come across. When I was 10, my dad took me to a KISS concert. Poison opened up for them, and we got to go backstage. It was kind of cool seeing all these huge guys with long hair that I had no clue who they were. Gene picked me up and called me handsome. That's all I really remember about it, though. I met Richard Simmons at Walgreens. It went exactly as you'd imagine meeting Richard Simmons at Walgreens would go. I met Richard Simmons at The Gap in Santa Monica. I was buying a grey shirt and he comes up to me and starts going on and on about how grey is a bad colour on me and I must wear purple. The colour of royalty and passion. He was outrageous and exactly like he is on TV. He then walked around and picked out some purple shirts, went up to the counter and had some woman, his assistant I assume, buy them for me. He kept asking me if I was single or in love. I'm a dude with a girlfriend. In conclusion, Richard Simmons bought me some purple t-shirts from The Gap. I nearly forgot his best line. When I was like, Are you sure? to buying me the shirts, he responded, Don't worry, honey. I made a lot of money on my CDs. Well, I won a contest with Radio Disney to see a Seattle Sonics game with the band. Jump 5. I was 10 or so at the time and it was pretty freaking cool. Not so much to brag about now. A friend of mine got to meet Roger Bumpus, Squidward from Spongebob, and overheard him curse. My friend said, Squidward, you said a bad word. Roger turned to him, looked him in the eye, and said, The frick I did. He then chatted for about 30 minutes and took a picture. Those are sentence enhancers. In high school, 2000 or so, I won a contest where you got to have dinner and meet Kane, the wrestler. We didn't really eat with him since he wore a mask. We sort of ate in the room with him there. He got a bunch of food to go and presumably ate it on his way to the next destination. The character of Kane didn't really talk, so there wasn't much interaction besides a handshake and a photo. It wasn't a bad experience, but I kind of thought there would be more to it. Two months ago, on December 11th, it was the first Foo Fighters concert in Mexico, and just a couple of days before I happened to win a meet-and-greet with the band. I was so excited to meet my favorite band. All the band members were so awesome to hang out with, although the meet-and-greet is only like 10 minutes. I was able to chat with every member of the band, take a pic with all of them, except for Taylor. Pat gifted me one of his guitar picks, the band signed me a vinyl, and Dave Grohl took a selfie with me. It was one of my best days ever. I met Hansen by winning a drawing thing they do for their fan club after most shows. I've been a huge fan since I was 12. The three of them arrived looking rather glazed over, shook our hands, and took pictures without asking us our names or saying anything other than a polite greeting, and went on their merry way. Polite but impersonal. You could definitely tell that they'd been through the motions too many times. My mum won a radio contest to hang out with Ludacris, and I got to tag along. It was pretty cool, he's an awesome guy. He had complaints about whoever thought it was necessary to tell the caterers to bring so much chicken. He just talked about what his life was like and what it's like now. He learned everyone's name and signed a ton of stuff. Didn't get to spend as much time with the band though, just a meet and greet, a few questions, and a quick show. It was fun, the band is awesome. Also, they love to have fans come up and sing with them, which is one of the coolest things I've seen a band do in a while. In 2001, I won a trip to Hollywood and a meet and greet with Jennifer Tilley. She was an absolute peach. Friendly, bubbly, personable, gorgeous. Everyone was telling how much they enjoyed her in Bullets Over Broadway. I was the only one who told her that I loved her in Bride of Chucky. She giggled and told me that was her favorite too. I've loved her ever since. That's sweet. I imagine doing a schlocky horror film would be tons more fun than most other productions anyway. Awesome. When I was maybe 12 to 13 years old, there was a contest on the radio to win a free lunch with Buzz Aldrin, first successful trip to the moon and the second guy to step foot on the moon, Apollo 11, at a Planet Hollywood's, or some similar themed restaurant. The question on the radio was simple, name the three men in the Apollo 11 missions. My mom, who was driving me to basketball practice, swore the third guy was named Shepard or some other name, but I, a kid who was into space for a bit, knew that it was Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins. My mother pulled the car over, called in, got through, and used my answer instead of hers. We won. I got to skip school to go to the restaurant and get a free lunch. I barely got to meet Buzz Aldrin, though, and this was probably around 1997 to 1998-ish, so Buzz was in his mid to late 60s. He had a table set up, and he was signing autographs. I bought an original Apollo 11 poster my mum had saved away in the closet. Totally forgot how or why she had a vintage 8x10 glossy prints of all the astronauts and a super cool metallic print poster. But basically, I said hello to an old man, told him I knew the answer to a radio show, got some things signed, and a photo was taken. Then I sat down and ate a burger with my mum. Pretty, eh, but hey, I got to skip school. In conclusion, won a radio contest with Buzz Aldrin of Apollo 11. I was pretty young, and I didn't care. A couple of years ago, I did a science history project on what was going on at NASA ever since we landed on the moon. Well, one of the bits I was excited about was the trip to the moon to bring back a whole bunch of samples. Harrison Schmidt was the first and last pure scientist to go to the moon. Most of them are pilots and ex-military. He was a geologist, to be exact. He bought back 218, I think, pounds of moon rock, including helium-3. I called him for a project, but I kept getting his personal aid. She said she would have him call me back ASAP, but I didn't get a call for a week. Then I called like three times in a row and I hear a little old guy on the other side of the phone introduce himself. I talked to him for like 45 minutes, shaking the whole time. I asked him questions like, how did he regulate body temperature? He said, the sun actually made it get quite hot inside the suits while they were digging for rocks, so they had what he described to be liquid longjohns. Asked him about his work with helium-3 and nuclear fusion and he said no one's excited about science anymore, so there's not as much funding as there needs to be. Last, the cheesy question of, what does weightlessness feel like? And he replied that it felt like never coming back down while jumping on a trampoline. I ramble, but he was a really nice guy. When I was three, 1993-ish, my mum won tickets to go see the Wiggles at the Fremantle Town Hall. Anyway, once the show was over, me and my friend kept on dancing and playing in the hall while our mothers talked. We were only four left. As the Wiggles were leaving, they noticed us and played with me and my friend for about 20 minutes. You can submit your own stories to be featured here on the channel. The story submission link is in the description below. And if you want to listen to some vibey music in the background, check out Easy Mode, also linked below, and subscribe. My dad worked on Ninja Turtles 2 Secrets of the Ooze. I got to meet the Ninja Turtles, hold Leonardo's swords, and hang out on set in the junkyard scene with the Foot Clan. It was kind of a big deal. Just a little extra info, I also got to visit the laboratory that the ooze was housed in, that the Foot Clan stole it from. Also, I've told this elsewhere, but it's one of my coolest memories I have. After visiting my dad on set, my mom and I have to go leave, and as we drive outside of one of the giant sound stages, there are two guys, a prop master and costume guy, machining something metal. Sparks are flying off this workbench. Hard to tell what it was at first. As we get closer, I realize that what I'm looking at is none other than Shredder's helmet but not just Shredder's normal helmet. It's the helmet of Super Shredder. Helped install Tom Hanks' home office, computers, printers, etc. He was really nice. Does that count? He gave the two of us cookies. Computers? Printers? I thought he only liked typewriters. They're not AOL compatible. A friend of mine had cancer back in second grade. The Make-A-Wish Foundation set him up to go with a friend to meet Fallout Boy. I got to be that friend. We got front row tickets to one of their concerts and we got to go backstage and meet them. I don't remember a lot of it, but they were really cool dudes and gave him a signed guitar, so that was cool. In 96, I won a contest to meet Adrian Paul of Highlander. We chatted about nerdy stuff and years later, when I had my firstborn child, he contacted me to give congratulations. I still to this day don't know how he had my number or knew we were expecting. Pretty cool all around. I won a contest for a meet and greet with Cascade, general admission floor tickets to his Atmosphere show, and VIP tickets to his after-party. Cascade was great, he came on the tour bus after the show, and I was able to talk with him about his favorite tracks and how it was like to be a DJ as well, as well as the past gigs he went to. He really loves his fans and I was lucky to get an autograph and picture with him. Some other people weren't so lucky because of Cascade's time constraints. Overall, a pretty awesome night. I found out I won at 3pm on the day of the show, so I was kind of ecstatic. I was in the middle of stressing out for a licensing exam I was studying for, so this was the perfect stress reliever. Not to mention, I only spent 20 bucks the whole night. Back in 2009, a friend of mine got us backstage for Nine Inch Nails for a quick band meet-and-greet. Trent had been someone whose music got me through adolescence, so I was pretty amped to meet him. When it came time, I walked up, we did the standard, everyone pose for the photo, and afterwards I said, this is random, but I've got to know, are you a dig or a Reddit guy? He looked at me, and I'll never forget this. Actually, dude, Kevin Rose is a good friend of mine. I'm definitely a Dig guy. Oh, uh, oh well, I'm the co-founder of Reddit. Jeez, I'm sorry, dude. I thanked him for the photo and walked away. It was still a great show, and things worked out okay in the end. The moral of that story, kids, is to never meet your idols. Back in 2009, Dig was our chief competitor. It wasn't a platform for communities, just a single community, but the social news part was similar enough that everyone called us competitors. For anyone wondering, the person writing this story is verified as the actual co-founder of Reddit and I'm honestly just including him on here because I can't believe that his testimony came up in my scriptwriting process about meeting celebrities. When I was 15, Tweekend had just been released. I got one of the first copies, which had a contest to win tickets to Cyberfest. A huge concert, five stages or something, with backstage VIP passes to meet the crystal method. I won. I never win anything in my life. Never ever. My mom wouldn't let me go. I didn't have an appropriate person to go with and give me a ride, someone she was sure wasn't on substances, and she didn't want to chaperone me. Goodbye, $200 tickets. Goodbye. I still haven't forgiven her for that. That's fricked up. I could maybe understand couldn't chaperone, but didn't want to is not a good enough excuse for making your kid miss something that cool. I totally agree. I mean, I went to the Justin Bieber movie, for Christ's sake. My eardrums will never be the same. This guy's mom should have bit the bullet and just gone to the concert. I won a contest to see and hang out with Less Than Jake perform an acoustic guitar concert at a guitar store. They were extremely nice and even drove me to their concert that was later that night. I always remember that it was in November because we talked about Thanksgiving traditions and they each talked about how awesome certain foods their grandmas made were. When I was like eight years old, I got a backstage pass to a 98 Degrees concert. The Baja men were the opening act, and my dad and I got to hang out backstage with them for like an hour. They were the nicest dudes. My dad told them I liked to sing, so they let me sing My Heart Will Go On for them. Then they autographed a CD for me and gave me a shout-out at the concert. Never got to ask them who let the dogs out, though. Me and my cousin hung out with RuPaul once. He tricked some random guy into thinking he was an actual woman. It was pretty funny. I know we had pics, but I honestly can't find them anymore. Through a really convoluted connection, I was able to hang out backstage with The National, specifically with the drummer Brian Devendorf. He was extremely nice and went out of his way to pay attention to me and my friends. In retrospect, I feel bad because he seemed exhausted after playing a hell of a show. But he was still so intent on being sociable with us rather than just zoning out and having some beers, which probably would have been 1,000 times more appealing. He told a cool story about jamming with Bruce Springsteen and then said he felt awkward about telling the story, as if I would think he was bragging about being a rock star. I think everyone involved was just interacting on a weird self-conscious level, which reached its apex when my friend, who was super drunk, asked him, So what do you do exactly? Having just watched the entire show and spent a good 20 minutes with the guy, we politely excused ourselves and let him move on with his evening, almost immediately after that. When I had cancer, my aunt asked me who I wanted to meet that was famous. I asked for Rick Mercer. Four days later, he was on my couch drinking an Alexander Keith's. We ended up exchanging numbers, and we have been friends ever since. He even got me and Alex Lifeson of Rush to become friends. Not the exact type of answer you're looking for, but better than a friend of a friend met. Ooh, ooh, I've got one. When I was real young, my dad and me went to go meet Robert England. He was signing autographs and he was saying it was always nice to meet his fans when my dad said, My sister in law is terrified of you. England responded, Is she home? Do you have her number? Robert England, my dad and I went over to a payphone where he dialed the number and waited for her to pick up. My aunt said, Hello? Robert England, as Freddy frickin' Kruger, Is this the sister in law? Yes, who is this? I'll be seeing you in your dreams tonight. Then he hangs the frick up while cackling like a madman. So yes, sometimes meeting your heroes is as awesome as you would expect. Once I won VIP tickets and a meet and greet to go meet the Dirty Heads. I arrived, did the usual pictures with the group, and then we went on the tour bus to hang out before the show absolutely the most boring people I've ever met. I'm sure it's because they were on Green Herb, but two of them laid down for a nap and the rest were just smoking and chatting amongst themselves. I ended up just chatting with a tour manager. I would have rather just stayed inside the venue and met people there rather than the band. Glad it wasn't for the entire day. Maybe 15 years or so ago, my friends and I went to a horror convention in New York. One of the featured guests was Tom Savini. At the time, my friend Tony was super into horror makeup and a big horror movie buff, as all of my friends were. At any rate, I guess none of us knew Tom was going to be there. So when Tony found out, he got wet his pants excited about it. I've never been the starstruck kind, so I was sort of weirded out by his behavior, but figured he'd cool his jets when he finally got in line to meet the guy. Nope. Tony's steadily getting more and more visibly anxious, and he keeps telling me, "'Guy's my childhood hero, you know, man?' I get it, I've loved Savini too since I was a kid, but I guess Tony just got super stoked for meeting the guy or something. So we get to the front of the line and I shake Tom's hand and go, I love your work, man, keep doing what you do. And I turn to Tony, expecting him to introduce himself, and Tony literally has his hands covering his mouth in that seven-year-old girl who just met a Disney princess at Disneyland pose. Except this is a burly, bearded 27-year-old wearing an head t-shirt. We stand there for like five horrible seconds, and I kind of turn to Tom to say something on Tony's behalf, and I get about a quarter of the syllable out of my mouth before Tony blurts out childhood hero and runs out of the conference room, leaving me standing there with a very bemused Tom Savini. I don't even remember how I recovered, I just think I said something along the lines of, he's a really big fan of yours, thanks for your time, and walked with about as much dignity as I could muster. I didn't win anything, but I did make Steve Martin uncomfortable. My then-wife bought tickets to see him receive the Mark Twain Award for Comedy at the Kennedy Center. My wife and I had been out at a bar, and I was finishing my gin and tonic. I ordered a second. As the bartender delivered it, the lights flashed. That's the indication that it's time to get seated. I tossed my gin and tonic down my throat and headed toward the ticket-ripper lady. As she inspected our tickets, I asked, "'I'm sorry, where's the closest men's room?' "'Up the stairs and to your left.' "'Thank you.' And I went up the stairs and turned to the right, "'because I'm an idiot.' But I saw a sign that said men's room. Good enough for me. I headed for the door. I peed, flushed, and turned around and washed my hands. No paper towels, no regular towel, nothing. I'm in a suit. I can't exactly wipe my hands or my pants. I'm stuck. I finally just decide to leave my wet hands held in front of me like a surgeon freshly scrubbed for surgery. And I leave the men's room. And I find my wife telling Mr. Steve Martin. No, I don't really get your comedy. We're here because my husband is a huge fan. Oh, here he is. Roman. Steve. Steve. Roman. I blurt out, I really am a huge fan. And he sticks out his hand for a reluctant handshake. I stick my still dripping wet hand in his and shake vigorously. Congratulations on the award, Mr. Martin. Sorry about the wet hand. I just peed. We should be getting to our seats. It was an honor to meet you. And with that, I let go of his hand and my wife and I left for our seats on the exact opposite side of the balcony. Just before we rounded the corner, I looked back and saw Steve Martin standing beside his balcony door looking at his wet hand. I knew what was going through his mind. I can't even wipe my hands on my pants. I'm wearing a stupid suit. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, or if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot. Everything linked in the description.